us up, bitches. It's always good to have the bitches. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's Ron. It's the Porch Factor. It's on 7600thesquawk.com. And uh, we're we're straight chilling like villains. And it, like, way more like a villain for me, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. That was terrible. That was... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, can I just stop it here? Yeah. didn't take 60 seconds into the show for me to get that shit anyway welcome to the show (laughs) i'm flying solo yet again why well i'll give drew this one um brandon got vaged (laughs) uh drew however is at uh i think it's his grandfather he said man is like 90 wait was it 94 man is kicking hang on tell you exactly because you, you, you got to give him this he's uh yeah grandpa birthday is today 94 happy birthday to uh grandpa potter i, I hope that's his last name anyway hey, welcome to the show i'm ron tweet 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 and uh this is the porch factor don't forget the phone number is 833-441-2220 that's 833-441-2220 and you can call in and be my co-host if y'all do and uh and we'll chill and do shit man we're gonna talk about some weird shit today as a matter of fact a lot of this stuff was actually on my show prep last weekend or last week yeah last weekend um but just like what happens in most of my radio shows no matter what decade we're talking about here we get to it and then we sort of don't get to it there's a reason why we had a show that was dedicated to us losing our train of thought and it was called uh uh, the autopsy is episode 20 so if you want to check it out episode 20 the op- autopsy and you can go back how we talk about how the fuck we got from one conversation to the next conversation like it doesn't it doesn't always make a hell of a lot of sense and then sometimes you're like okay that make you know that, that checks out all right cool and then sometimes you're like D- y- y'all's cocaine was cut with something <laughs> I wish I could blame it on cocaine. Can't blame it on cocaine. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Man, we've gone uh we've gone from suck to more suck in the world it seems like today. The worst, I think right now from a a, a more c- uh, conus standpoint. By the way, conus stands for continental United States. Uh, from a more conus standpoint, uh, I think it's the heat. People blame a lot of other shit, but I think it's the heat. And if it's the heat, everybody is like, it's terrible. Like out in the West, they had some crazy shit. It was like 115 or 120 or something like that. And I'm like, all right, I know it's hot out there. Holy fucking shit. Like I have family that lives in, uh, uh, uh Vegas, right? And you know what they always say about Vegas. Vegas is hot, but it's a dry heat. My response has been the same since I was a child. Yeah, so is an oven. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> it's hot, okay? It's like one of those you go outside and you have about 20 minutes if you're not, you know, well hydrated, if you don't find shade, if you don't have something protective on your frail human body. You's about to die. 
It's like dumping. It's like being on the Titanic back in 1914 and you dive into the water and the water is fucking 20 degrees and you only have a short amount of time before your fragile human body goes kerschplunk. And it's the same on the hot side, which is why the earth being in the Goldilocks zone, what they know, what they uh, call the Goldilocks zone, make sure it's not too hot and make sure it's not too cold, right? Because we're frail as fuck. We have about, uh, in Fahrenheit, of course, we have probably about a hundred degrees or so Fahrenheit that we, we can survive, not be comfortable. That's more like 10 degrees, but in, in that hundred degrees, we can be comfortable. We can actually survive. And it's grown a lot over time because now we have inventions like, you know, heat pumps and, and AC and stuff like that. So we can actually survive if like the outside gets hella horrible. We can survive inside because we have those technologies, but they don't always work perfectly. You got to get them fixed. Maybe they'll break down and maybe the person to fix them because you don't have the capability is going to take three days to get there. And it's going to be 120 degrees outside and you ain't got no AC. Now you got some problem. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we have the technology to survive through these big, big changes. We also have the capability to go to the fucking moon. Well, well, we haven't had it since, you know, 1970, but, uh, we can go to the moon and survive on the moon. Why? Because we have to have these spacesuits created to protect our fragile little bodies. Now, if you're in the fucking vacuum of space, you know, there's a, there's a little difference. There's that's less about being frail and, and more about being uh, a biological organism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there's other organisms on this planet that could survive through literal hell. There are there are things that survived a meteor crashing into the Yucatan Peninsula that killed literally every other thing on the planet. So there are organisms that survive, you know, craziness over time in our in our genome here on the planet. But. Ain't humans, though, <laughs> as far as that that big giant stone that hit the Yucatan, uh, we wouldn't have survived that. We wouldn't have survived the initial blast, let alone nuclear winter, uh, uh, let alone, you know, losing all the vegetation and we can't eat anything. Man, motherfucker, we would like an entire hemisphere of people would be dead in minutes, 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 minutes. I hope you get the reference to that anyway. So yeah, we're frail. We're frail. And when you get a heat wave like this, it gets, it gets functified. Now in our defense here in Northern Virginia, Washington, DC area in our defense, or, or I guess not in our defense, in our happiness, maybe I'm, I'm hoping that it calms down before the 4th of July, because for the last, I don't know, five, six years, something like that. We've had one of these heat waves hit us on the week of the 4th of July. And when that happens, it gets blazing hot on the 4th of July. So the 4th of July always kinds of marks itself as one of the hottest days of the year in this region for like the last five or six years. So you go out to the, uh, the, you know, the parades and stuff. We have a parade here in our, our local town and we go out to that parade 
But at 9 a.m. when that parade starts and it's already 95 degrees with high humidity, fuck you. Uh, from a geological standpoint, this area does suck in that way because we have the Blue Ridge Mountains. Nice. <laughs> we call them mountains. They're hills. <laughs> Appalachian legitimate mountains. And then the Blue Ridge, which are meh, you know, but Hayat and meh equals a spinning whirl of air after them. So it's like it blows down and then it like just kind of rolls in this area, which is why we have high humidity in this area really consistently. And it does a good part in protecting us from certain types of weather. We don't have a lot of the supercell kind of storms with giant tornadoes. We never had an F five or something in our region, like ever. <laughs> I think our strongest may be an F two and that was even short lived. And it wiped this place, uh, in Maryland, right across the, the Chesapeake Bay, I forget what the name of that place is. It wiped that city off the fucking map. Like no longer existed, brah, which there are places out in the Midwest, like in tornado alley that happens every year. It does the, the Wakita thing from twister. Like all of a sudden, Oh shit. <laughs> and then poof town gone. <laughs> you know, it, it happens. It sucks. There's terrible loss of life, but we we just we just don't have that here the the atmosphere is not set up the the atmosphere the topology everything in this area is just not set up like that so we don't get the 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 changes in in air temperature pressure you know the the rolling thing that gets pushed up and that becomes tornado uh it just doesn't happen here not not typical but then we also lose out on some of the other things if you've ever listened to this show before you know well i'm linger hang on Linger longer. If you listen to this show back in the day, you know that I love snow. Man, it can drop 40 inches of snow every week. I don't give a fuck. I love snow. Okay. Because of this area and because of the changes over time, you know, uh, uh, we've gotten less and less snow over time. Like for the winters, when I was a kid, man, we got snow like once a week and it would cancel school and stuff like that. We go outside and we go play. And we'd sw sled a couple of, you know, set probably a total of a week or two every winter. Now, like last year, I think we had one decent snow. And then a couple of years before that, we had a, bl a legitimate blizzard. We, we got like 36 or 40 inches dropped on us overnight. Wake up the next morning and we're like, fuck, <laughs> we got to not shovel. We have to climb to reach the shovel. To then shovel for hours until our spines are fused and we're dying. It sucks. <laughs> uh, that that particular one, we actually uh, worked pretty difficult, already hard, pretty hard to keep up with it. Right. So the snow started falling. It started sticking immediately and we started sh shoveling, you know, shovel, 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 get it done. Hour later, come back, shovel. There's a lot, you know, shovel. Do that like every hour until, I don't know, probably 11, <clears throat> excuse me, 11 o'clock, maybe midnight, somewhere in there. And then we went to bed. And then, you know, seven, eight hours later, wake up, look out the door, look out the window. And uh, yeah, it looked like we had never done nothing because it was a legitimate blizzard. And when you toss snow on either side of you, either side of your 
uh, sidewalk there, it's going to stay there. And then it's going to get windy. And when it gets windy, you get snow drifts. So all that snow that you blown over here, plus what's coming out of the sky goes, hi-ya, and it looks like you literally did nothing. The only thing that survived my actual work during that time and, and Jenny and mine's actual work during that time was the Jeep. The Jeep was good to go. It didn't take very long to get a path to the Jeep. So we knew if we needed a dip, we got the Jeep. All right, cool. So yeah, I miss those days. Like if that happened once a week here, I would be happy. So people say, well, where do you want to move? You know, fuck, I'll move somewhere where it's snow like all the fucking time. Yes and no. Okay. So I watched this uh, documentary on Antarctica. It's like a year in Antarctica or something like that. It's a, it's a, it's a documentary. I have it on Plex. And in this documentary, this guy, he goes down there and he's, you know, looking at, you know, talking to people that live down there 24, you know, like, 365 days a year right well there's only a few people that that do it during the summer excuse me summer months during the summer months you have people come down there and do all kinds of things they are doing uh, uh scientific experiments they're doing treks there's you know people go down just because they're wealthy as fuck and they want to go walk around Antarctica when it's 20 degrees, 10 degrees, not negative 55, <laughs> you know? So they go out there during that time and the sun actually makes an appearance. There's, there's day and nighttime. And then like right in the middle of it, there's just daytime, like 24 hour daytime, right? Because in the winter months there, Everybody else leaves except for like a smattering of people, like 30 or 40 people in this one, one place. Nobody in comparison to the hundreds and hundreds that they have during the summer months. Right. So these 30 people or whatever, they're staying there the whole year over, not, you know, over the rest of the year where nobody else is there. And it is <laughs> next level cold, negative 55. I don't even, I have. Ambient air temperature, I think the lowest that I've ever seen and actually been outside in. Negative five, maybe. And then that, that you know, the wind chill factor was like, oh, negative 10, negative 20. Yeah, bullshit. But the ambient air temperature, the most important one, that was like negative five. It was cold as fuck. And then Drew down in Texas, they got. They got like a feeling of negative something like negative 11 or something like that uh, with their wind chill. And even their ambient was like zero. So pretty damn close to what I felt up here, way higher in latitude than him. And so he knows what I felt. And it was cold, <laughs> bone chilling cold. But think about it. You can always put on more clothes. You can always put on a bigger jacket. You can wrap yourself in one of them space blankets. They cost like $2. Wrap yourself up. You be high. There's only so much of that you can do when it's hot. You're not going around. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of people that do it. But in general, you're not walking around naked when it's 110, 120 degrees. You're hunting 
for air conditioning is what you're doing, but you're not, you're not walking around outside naked, right? You're still wearing clothes. So it's oppressive. Even if you're wearing a white tee like this, you know, it's oppressive and you don't have long. You can stay out there if you're not taking care of yourself properly, or you will have a heat stroke and you could potentially die from that shit. Okay. So you can die when it's hot. You can die when it's cold, but you can always put on more clothes. You can't take many clothes off opposite direction uh, to warm up you can start a fire i mean our you know species has known how to do that for tens of thousands of years start a fire it's amazing to me how many people do not know how to start a fire and i'm going to throw myself under the bus here a little bit i have been camping since i was a child i have started so many fires in my lifetime both in the almost whittling stick standpoint, but also on the other standpoint where I use, you know, like hairspray and a punk lighter, you know, you know, whatever. Um, but even I can fuck it up as much experience as I have. I, I can fuck it up and I did. So it was cold and my wife and my daughter were like, no, nope, we're not going, we're not going, uh, uh, camping with you. I said, okay, well, I still want to go camping. So I'm going to go camping. So I went camping. And yeah, it was cold, but you know, start a fucking fire. I'm going to build a fire. As a matter of fact, I went to, oh, what is it called? Um, it's like a it's like a, a bed and breakfast type of website for camping. So like people will say, you know, oh, I've got these spots on my property. I've got a big old farm or plantation or something like that. And these, the north. 30 acres has nothing on it. So I'm going to rent it out to campers. Y'all want to come in. I'll show you where your spot is. Go to have your spot. And a lot of them have built up at least some basic infrastructure. Like it's a flat place. They got rid of trees and debris and stuff like that. And they either built a, uh, a fire pit just out of like loose rocks that are around or something like that. Uh, they built a fire pit or they've built uh, an area for a um, you know, bathroom <laughs> you know, or whatever. Uh, they have some like really generic stuff that you would find at any campsite. But no power. Why can I not stop yawning? I took a, I, t- I always take a pre-show nap to kind of curb this. It's, it's not working today. Anyway, so. Uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, these, these, this was cool. I was like, I was all about it. So I went and stayed in this place in Winchester, Virginia, uh, out well west of here. And downtown Winchester is actually pretty big now. Didn't used to be like way back in the day, but like now it's actually pretty, pretty beefy, right? Stores, shops, uh, apartments, hotels, people's houses, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I'm at this farm. That is smack dab in the middle of Winchester, of the city of Winchester. I mean, we weren't even in the in Frederick County. We were in the city of Winchester. And I felt like I was out in the the fucking sticks, man. I was in the middle of t- trees somewhere. You know what I'm saying? It's it was it was nuts how a mile. Maybe two into the woods 
and I felt like I was on another planet. I didn't hear nothing. I didn't hear sirens. I didn't hear cars. I, I heard nothing but the bugs or whatever. Birds, water. There, It's like right by a stream, water. It was awesome. Anyway, so I'm there, and they didn't have any of that infrastructure already built at the spot that I was in because they just got into this. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know what? I'll do it. You know, it's not like I've never built a fire pit before. I'll, I'll build some. I'll build something nice with all these big stones you guys got around here. I'll, you know, make it look nice for later campers. So I asked them kind of where they wanted it. Boom, I make it. Looks good. I start gathering my stuff, right? Three major things. Fuel, kindling, and uh, um, um, why can't I remember the word? <laughs> ah, Christ. So basically you got uh, the fuel, which is the big logs, right? Big logs that you could, like either saw off from a tree or, you know, break off from something. Big logs, logs. And then you've got uh, like in the middle sticks, you know, that kind of thing. Not, not like, you know, like shreddings of things like just sticks kindling and you put that stuff in there and on top of that you're going to put a, a ton the one word that i can't remember the the starting stuff that's the stuff that burns quickly but it's easy to burn and it burns relatively intensely uh a lot of people have uh like uh um, bracelets you know paracord bracelets and stuff and inside of them they got this little wick you pull out the wick and you can actually make it a little ball and put the ball on top of your kindling and light the ball. And that little ball will burn pretty intense. And you're just trying to get the kindling to light. Once the kindling lights gets it, you know, decent, decent flame log, you know, whatever your fuel log is, boom, you got good fire. And then you just stoke it as you go. Right. Pretty in general, we can do that. Dude, I could not get that shit to light for nothing. Like an hour. I wasn't even cold because I was like, you know, working heavily rustling in the woods for, you know, starting stuff um, to where I actually used a, uh, a lighter, which pissed me off because like, you know, whatever. So I finally resorted to the lighter and I start lighting it and it finally lights but everything was damp i guess not not wet hadn't rained just damp and i couldn't get the fuel logs to light so basically i was burning kindling during my dinner and chilling looking at stuff cool now it's time to go to bed i put it out everything's done i go to bed i wake up it's cold as fuck and i said i don't want to go through that shit again i'm gonna get in the car and i'm gonna dip so I broke down camp, I got in the car, and I dipped. I felt defeated as fuck. You guys don't understand. I've probably built 200 fires in my lifetime and never had an issue. Even growing up, my uh, my dear friend Jimmy, may he rest in peace, uh, we, just, uh, we found out um, a few weeks ago that he actually passed um, kind of suddenly. Same age as me, literally. Um and um you know we're just kind of reminiscing about stuff and jimmy and i would go with his dad camping when we were kids like five six seven years old and jim his dad that man <laughs> he he wasn't having it 
You know, you go to like the, the Boy Scouts or, you know, the 4-H club or something like that, and they they coddle you. And they're like, oh, well, we're going to do this for you, but we're going to show you how it's done. Hell no. Jim, <laughs> he's like, here's the tools you need to get out of my face. And Jimmy and I, and I had to go and figure that shit out. You do that now, and now you're worried. Now now people, like, if something ever happened to the kids, now they would get sued and sent to jail and, you know, manslaughter charges. Come on, man. It's just kind of annoying. But we learned a lot, and we learned a lot that was going to help us down the road in our lives until Ron went camping by himself and fucked that shit up royally (laughs) and then felt felt like an epic douchebag. sitting there i was sitting back in my chair like i don't know if i should be comfortable or really pissed off (laughs) it sucked ah but it was a good day it was a good day all right so i want to i want to talk about some things that are that are going down right now and stuff and i kind of i kind of talked about it during the show last weekend and then i got sidetracked and don't forget linger longer and people are just sitting there watching the show and they hear me like trail off into some crazy ass story that has nothing to do with what i teased and they're like well calm down so we're gonna go to the ridiculousness that i teased last week and then we'll talk about it so dude this the coronavirus thing just really needs to go away. Like, I think they've milked it for all that it's worth. And then they went from the pandemic pandemic, to radical people, right? They actually named white supremacists as the most dangerous form of of terrorism in the United States. Terrorism. I, I'll be completely honest with you. I have not heard a story about white supremacists killing a whole bunch of people in my entire lifetime. Okay. In the past, hell yeah. 60s 70s maybe even the early 80s hell yeah people out there just fucking dude what the fuck okay but in a more modern time no i have heard about countless other groups doing it i've heard about groups of people saying that they hate white supremacists And then they destroyed billions of dollars worth of property and they killed multiple people in the streets. And yeah, so yeah, no. (laughs) Um, And then you got people like, uh, oh, they're, they're all concerned about the January 6th thing. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little more in depth later, but they're worried about the January 6th thing. One person died. And that one person was a former United States military member, and she was shot because she climbed through a window. And of course, that that 
you know, law enforcement officer, whatever they were, federal or I forget what they are, but uh, there's nothing happened to them. They did it during their, their job. They just shot a lady. Like, cause whatever. Did, did it look like she was carrying a bomb or something? What the fuck? One person. <laughs> were a lot of people injured over time? Yeah. Well, when you got tens of thousands of people running over everybody, it's just like any other stampede. Somebody's going to get hurt because they're going to get stepped on. Or they're going to get pushed out of the way or something like that. They're saying that that was the most horrific act on American soil. They they equated it to 9-11. One person even equated it to Pearl Harbor. Are you fucking kidding me? Japan came over and attacked us in a military installation. And you're equating that to January 6th. Really? Really? 9-11. One girl died that was killed by cops. And you're equating it to 9-11, where more than 3,000 people were killed by Al-Qaeda terrorists. Two... 100 story, I think there were 96 story or something like that. Uh, buildings were brought down in the middle of Manhattan, killing thousands of people. Four aircraft, the Pentagon. And you're equating January 6th to that. And you want to create that Pelosi and her psychosis. She wants to have this, this, this. Uh, 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 group of folks go out and investigate January. What is there to investigate? The president at the time, President Donald John Trump, I just say his full name because it pisses them off so much. <laughs> president Trump said this crazy shit's going down. This is the day it's happening. They said, okay, we're going to go there. What difference is that? Between that and Kenosha. What's different between that and Portland? They say Portland, right? Portland, all of a sudden you got this, what was it called? Chaz or whatever. And there's people flocking to Portland to go join this. Making it way more difficult for the city, for the county, for the law enforcement there, for the ra- the average citizen, like those citizens that were standing on the side of their, their yard with their guns because they were protecting their shit. Now, all of a sudden, their white supremacists, blah, 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 Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it, dude. Holy shit, dude. Go fuck yourself. Fuck this place. Fuck it. Sometimes soundboards are way more uh, impactful. <laughs> when some of this crazy shit's going down. So now we've gone to the radicalist stuff because of January 6th, because they're equating white people to 9-11, all this other stuff. Biden, I don't even call him president. I, I respect the fuck out of the office of the president of the United States. The office, not the people, the office. Right. Because as far as our laws, laws are concerned, 
it's supposed to be whoever mans that office or woman's that office, whatever you want to say, Jesus Christ, whatever you want to say about it, whoever occupies that office, they can't just go off and say, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. We're going to do this. That's not legally possible in our world, in our environment, in our country. It's not possible. That's why we have three count them three, one, two, three. Three parts to our government, right? Executive branch, uh, uh, um, legislative branch, and judicial branch, right? President, Congress, Supreme Court. Those three parts of the government are checks and balances on each other. So in order to take over all of them, you have to have each one of them. Uh, you know, in one group or one, you know, friendly group to each other. So take like the Democrats, right? The Democrats have all three. Okay, boom. And when I say all three, the the uh, Supreme Court can have liberal friendly or conservative friendly judges that are going to make their decisions based on that thought. It's not the way it's supposed to work, but that's the way it ends up working. Right. And it's ended up working like that for more than 200 years. Moving on. If you have Democrat friendly folks in the courts and you have Democrat family, uh, you know, fr- uh, friends, well, family too, I guess, friends in Congress and you have a, a, a Democratic president, now you've got the trifecta. Now you can make these changes or say, oh, we're going to do this. And every Republican pulls their hair out and says, no, what the fuck? And they're like, well, we got more votes than you. So fuck you. And they're like, fine, we're going to challenge this. We're going to send it to the to the SCOTUS. And SCOTUS says, hmm, nah, it's cool. It's fine. That's how it works. Same thing with Republicans. If the Republicans own all three and they make some edict, say, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. If they have all three and somebody even challenges it and sends it to the other challenge portions, Senate, House, SCOTUS, that you know whatever so then you got things like the filibuster and it gets crazy all right but they're still allowed to do it they're still allowed to make these crazy ass edicts and especially in response to something so in response to 9-11 patriots patriot act, or uh, uh uh yeah the patriot act now you have the government spying on all your shit right the government is allowed to spy on your all your shit because they're trying to protect you from grave, serious threats. Why they're listening to grandma, you know, uh, share her her pumpkin pie recipe with her daughter or her grandchild. I can't I can't tell you, I, I, I'm not sure. You know, they're they're sniffing for words. Somebody says a bad I, I said bomb earlier. I said bomb right now. Oh, I said it again. Oh, I said it again. Now they're listening to us because I said that word. It went over the internet. They heard it. It caught it on some, you know, ridiculous search web program, whatever. And now they're listening or they're reviewing later because it was tagged, right? And they search with tags. Oh, this person said bomb. Oh, I said it again. All these things come out and they just, they're allowed to do it. And people eat it up because it's in response to something. 
So in response to um, to January 6th, right, they talk about this need to report people that are potentially, quote unquote, potentially radicalized. So Biden says he asks Americans to report their potentially radicalized friends and family. Okay. Uh, in a conversation with reporters, one senior administrator uh, official explained the importance of stopping politically fueled violence before it has started. Uh, they said, we will work to improve public awareness of federal resources to address concerning or threatening behavior before violence occurs. The official cited the Department of Homeland Security, if you if you see something, say something campaign to help stop radical, hold on, radical Islamic terror as a domestic possibility. Okay. Wait a minute. Are you, did you say radical Islamic terrorism? So the people on, on January 6th were all Muslims. I'm really confused. I am terribly confused. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> um, as a domestic possibility. It just, dude, you, you don't know what those things mean. Radical Islamic terror as a domestic possibility. Okay. Well, it was definitely a domestic possibility because it happened in our domestic world on say nine 11, right? Happened here. Radical Islamic terrorists. Okay. Okay. Right. But you wouldn't say it before somebody said, oh, well, just call it a, uh, a you know, a radical Islamic terrorism. So now they say it, but before they wouldn't say it. Okay. Whatever. Let's move on. But you also want to say that domestic peoples, meaning, you know, citizens of this country are domestic terrorists especially white supremacists. But here you say Islamic terrorists. Why? So that you don't get torpedoed when you say, oh, we're going to watch everything you do and we want your neighbors and your family to call us when you think that they're going to do something radical or dangerous. But we're going to do it under the guise of Islamic terrorism because the average person who doesn't pay attention to shit is going to say, oh, yeah, you're right. We're not, we're not going to try to take this down. You're absolutely right. Those, the, those Muslim people are trying to kill us. Come on, man. Sorry, I keep, I keep using President Biden's uh, uh, thing. You know, come on, man. It says this involves creating context in which those who are family members or friends or coworkers know that there are pathways and avenues to raise concerns and seek help for those who have uh, who they have perceived to be radicalizing or potentially radicalizing towards violence. Any particular tech company often knows its own platform very well, that official noted. But the government sees things like actually threats of violence across platforms. They see relationship between online recruitment, radicalization and violence in the physical world. And, and yes, are there radicalized people? Are there people that are, 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 um, trying to recruit people into doing horrid things? Absolutely. Of course that exists. 
It's existed a multitude of times. As a matter of fact, there's the story of the guy. Uh, who was it? He's trying to, I forget where he was trying to drive to. He's trying to drive to somewhere with like fertilizer bombs or something like that. And friends, you know, called and said, Hey, we think he's about to do some, some dumbass shit. And sure enough, he was driving to like New York with a bomb to do some dumb shit. And because they called and because they verified it, because they looked and saw that, you know, he was buying this and buying that and talking to these people and stuff like that. Oh, okay. You're right. I'm going to go get him. And then they probably saved a tremendous amount of lives. Excellent. But now because of that, they expand these programs and now you have no privacy. So you only have two options in this world. No privacy but more safety or more safety and no privacy. That's it. That's all that exists. There are microphones everywhere. Do they have to be, you know, a large, you know, high quality microphone like the one in front of my face? No, there's a microphone. There's actually two microphones right here in this cell phone. And when you ask why is there's two microphones, there's one for your voice. And then there's one to hear, uh, um, ambient, so that it can do noise cancellation and stuff like that's why there's two in a cell phone two in a cell phone right there's this one right here there's one in my webcam there there's another webcam for brandon's face right here there's my house phones right there it's got a microphone in it uh i got a webcam out there i've got a microphone in my main computer out there there's a series of microphones in the live room of the studio dude there's microphones everywhere and i'm not the only one that has a boatload of microphones they have the capability to listen to you all the fucking time. All the time. Now, these programs that they create, they're going to say, oh, it's for your safety. But you have no privacy because of these programs. Oh, these programs are going to help us save people. If I called the police back in, say, 1971, just throwing out a random number long before cell phones long before well okay not long before the internet was like that was when the internet like harpinet and stuff like that started but long before any kind of social connection or anybody in the general public had access to the internet at that time everyone that was on the internet knew everyone that was on the internet like legitimately okay so back then no internet no cell phones you know the house phones only and you could tap into those with a, a little phone look phone looking thing with two prongs that go tap and then just listen. Um, there was no surveillance kind of things like that. Right. And back then, if somebody's driving down the road with a bomb, who is that again? And you're driving around the road and I call the police and say, Hey, this guy, you know, he's been saying these crazy things. He was talking about having this stuff. He's driving to this place. He left this morning. Uh, I don't know what time, but I really think he's doing something. Here's what he looks like. Here's his name. Here's his information. That APB, all points bulletin, or BOLO, as we called it in the or as we call it in the law enforcement world, be on the lookout or BOL, be on look look out as one word. <laughs> some people call it a BOLO. Some people call it a BOL. Some people call it and APB, um, they would put out that, that bolo, that bolo on this guy's car, right? Here's his, maybe they even have his license plate written down somewhere. Okay. Here's his license plate, make model of the car, 
description of the guy. This is what he was last wearing, you know, seen wearing. This is where he was going. So he's somewhere probably on these paths. And if it was that bad in the like, uh, well, back there, back then, the NSA didn't exist. Uh, and the Department of Homeland Security didn't exist. So it would probably go on to the FBI, I guess. The FBI goes, oh, yeah, snap. Okay, we're going to go through all this and we're going to contact every law enforcement agency all the way through so that everybody knows, state police, everybody knows that we're looking for this car with this tag and this person in it. And they're all wide eyed and ready to go. You know, highway patrol sitting there just watching, you know, bitches go down the highway to find them. Okay, they finally see him. They pull him over. Two options right there. One, if he has some sort of, you know, trigger, dead switch or something like that, you know, whatever he's got is probably going to blow up right there. And it may take his life and a cop and or a couple of cops and, and maybe some, you know, folks driving through the area. You know, maybe he's next to a gas station and heard some of it. But he didn't take out an entire building in Boston. You know what I'm saying? He didn't drive to New York City and was on seventh and 40 what is it seventh and 47 um uh, uh he wasn't in in, in times square and detonated in times square you know what i'm saying so it was bad but it wasn't as bad as it could have been rest in peace to the people that went out and laid down their lives saved a lot of lives or they get there and he doesn't have that capability now they've stopped and they've spared everybody's life and this dumbass is going down for life for building this fucking bomb and threatening to go kill lots of people. And then sometimes it doesn't quite work that way. Like Timothy McVeigh. He doesn't got pulled over like what? Twice? Once before and once after? You know, it's it, it doesn't always work perfectly. And that information doesn't always get to where it needs to go soon enough. Then they find out afterwards, oh, yeah, I saw that happening. Well, why didn't you call? Like somebody who's got a, a wife or something like that, that, oh, I, I saw him, you know, doing all this and he was calling this friend and he drained our savings and he did this and all this crazy stuff. And he's, he's bought all this crazy stuff. He hangs out in the garage every day. He's tinkering with something. I heard a boom the other day and asked him what it was. And he said, he, you know, whatever. Uh, he came back in and he was like, his hands were all bloody and he was scratched up. And oh my gosh. And you didn't fucking say anything. It only works if the humans that are doing it are doing what they're supposed to be doing. So the see something, say something. Absolutely. But it's where they go with this. That is insane. That is so far beyond your rights that it's it's painful to even think about. Because if through this, he's saying, oh, you know, your neighbor, uh, I don't really uh, I don't think they're doing something right. I think they're doing something crazy. But that's just because you don't like them. Maybe you're white and you're a white supremacist and they're black and you think they're doing something bad. Just because they're black, you're going to call the cops or you're going to call these people, you know, NSA or, or, you know, uh, Homeland Security or something like that. DHS, call up DHS and you do your thing and they go and they raid this person's house and they find out it was a complete bullshit. So now you filed a false for police police report in this world. I really don't think they're coming after you, which is first thing. It's fucking annoying. And the second thing. 
those law enforcement pieces, you know, DHS and whoever else was involved in it. Now they went and busted down the door of this black family with all this going on. And yeah, now it's now it's like a hell of huge thing. Now we got riots. And now we need more of this stuff. Now we need another Congress thinking about what happened on this date. It's never ending, folks. Never ending. If you let it go once, it will never end. It will just progress. So the first big one was right after 9-11 in 2001, the Patriot Act, and all of this stuff ever since then has just been boom, 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 boom. And it's always for the same reason. Safety. Two things, ladies and gentlemen. One, we are so more far from safe than ever. Okay. And two, they're lying. And you know they're lying. And you won't admit that they're lying. And that's your problem. And that's why you'll just keep losing shit. And in a, on top of all this, then you get them blatantly flying it all around. You know what I'm saying? They're just they're just saying, oh, you know, um, dude, ad folks, fuck you. Okay. You don't have to put your ads in everything that plays anywhere ever. This isn't making you any money. It's just pissing people off. How could I be the. There's a, there's, there's a lot that you can't be there. Bidonius. All right. Let me show you this. This, this ties into it. And what I mean is, well, you'll see. He, he, he tells you where your rights come from. And this shows 100% that he has no idea the president of the United States of America and not speak out against the violation of human rights. I told him that unlike other countries, including Russia, we're uniquely a product of an idea. You've heard me say this before again and again. I'm going to keep saying it. What's that idea? We don't derive our rights from the government. We possess them because we're born, period. And we yield them to a government. And so the forum, I pointed out to him that that's why we're going to raise our concerns about cases like Alexei Navalny. I made it clear to President Putin that we'll continue to raise issues of fundamental human rights, because that's what we are. That's who we are. The idea is we hold these truths self-evident, that all men and women, we haven't lived up to it completely, but we've always widened the the arc of commitment and included more and more people. Come on, man. <laughs> all right. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are, cre- you know, created equal. Why he cannot finish that statement is aggravating. I mean, he is, he has fucked that one up like 11 times. You know, it's, um, it's the declaration of independence 
hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men and created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Most of us should be able to recite that shit off the top of our heads. And, um, the fuck, stupid thing. Um, you know, but our president gets tongue tied every single time he says it. And you're telling me this, this buffoon ended up becoming president with the most votes in the history of America. Bruh, if our psychotically overdue first black president got less votes than this dingus, you're lying. You're lying. 99% of this country is not racist. And we all screamed and yelled for black president like a long fucking time ago. And we said it was necessary. It was needed. It was so far overdue. Like Juneteenth. Juneteenth is now a finally a federal holiday, right? And do you know how long that 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 was needing to come forward? And even people that say, "Oh, well, the the sign of the uh, signing of the Emancipation Proclamation should have been the date." It's like no, it it really didn't hit like everyone like. Now you sign something and 30 milliseconds later, the entire planet knows about it. Okay. That thing happened and it took quite a long time before everybody knew about it. So that's why it's Juneteenth. Okay. Uh, that's when it was read out in, in a place in Texas. Okay. It finally got all the way out there. And that was, that was it, right? That was the date. And I like that idea. Whatever date you chose, whether it was the Emancipation Proclamation or Juneteenth, whatever you chose, celebrating that day of getting rid of something that was arguably one of the most horrible things that a country ever did to its people. And not even its people, it dragged other people in. The the worst thing that a country ever did to its people, I still put as the Nazis and what they did to the Jews and yeah, because they were doing their own populace and they were exterminating an entire group of people and it was like millions of people. Okay. Well, the, 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 the white folks in America and the UK and, you know, several other countries went down and grabbed millions of these folks, black folks brought them here and either killed them or they, they were enslaved for their entire lives until they died. Or they sent them off into this war because they can die for me. Not, not me. They can die for me. And there's a reason that I own them or whatever. Right. So we finally get the, get rid of this atrocity to human life and still fall into the all lives are created equal thing. Right. Which the president still can't talk about apparently. Um, we finally get to that point and that's a day to celebrate labor day celebrating labor. Is that, is that entirely necessary? I never thought so, but that's just me. And I've been in labor my whole life, you know, working since I was like, well, not my whole life, obviously, but I've been working since I was 15 years old. 
Labor Day. Yeah, it's another fresh day off. And now because of corporatism, the stores cannot be closed. Like on Thanksgiving, can't be closed. Like on Christmas. Those folks that are work there, they can't go home on Christmas Eve. Fuck you. You got to stay open until the very last minute. You got to stay open until 11.59.59. Just in case somebody's got to get that very last second Christmas present. We're going to miss out on that $8 in profit. Fuck you. So the, the problem with the video that I showed you is, is in the first part of the video, he was right. We have rights that were given to us by our creator. Whoever you believe that was, or if, even if you believe that nothing was, we were given rights when we were born. Right? We were born with rights. We, we don't receive those rights from a government. And then he fucked up. And this is why you're 100% you do not know a fucking thing about the government that you're supposed to be running. Right? Dude, it's aggravating. It's like, okay. Um, it's not about you, douchebag. It's about our rights, period. That's it. Okay. You sit there and flap your jaw about how we yield our rights to the government. That's where he fucked up. We don't yield shit. Rights aren't yielded. They're rights. Okay. I mean, at the base of it all, the rights to, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those are rights. The Constitution of the United States makes the government yield. Not the average citizen, the government. I have the right to free speech, to use this microphone, to be use this internet connection, to use this platform to talk to you and say whatever the actual fuck I want to say. Fuck you. Uh, Second Amendment. I have guns because that's my right to own weaponry. Okay. Let's talk about the fifth. I cannot incriminate myself. I can just sit there and be quiet as fuck. I plead the fifth. That's a right. I don't yield any of those rights to a government or anyone else. Neighbor, family, friend. I don't yield my rights. Fuck you. So that's where he gets it wrong. He's talking about suspending a first amendment, suspending the second amendment. You can't suspend shit. First of all, douchebag. Because you're not a, 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 a monarch. You're not a dictator. You're the president of a, of a constitutional republic. And that constitution, that's your yield sign, motherfucker. That's your yield sign. And your yield sign goes like that to you. So you done, you, you fucked up. You said the wrong damn thing. And that's, that's the most aggravating thing about this. And people will defend this shit all fucking day. Oh, well, you know, you, there's certain things that you can't do unless the government says you can do it. Uh, no, 
And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, Oh shit. Not going to lie. They're kind of correct. And what I mean by that is I'll show you now. Um, this one, it kind of ties into what I was saying last week. And last week I had that thing where I told, you know, like name something that you can do that has nothing to deal with, with the government at all. What can you do that has no calls by the government to control in any way? And I was saying, okay, we can even go as far as the government gives you the permission to breathe. The air that you breathe is government controlled. The water that you drink, the food that you eat, everything is controlled in multiple steps by the government, whether it's the manufacturing of it, the transport of it, the taxing of it. Every dollar that you make is taxed multiple times through its steps before it gets to you. And then when you use it after it's been taxed a whole bunch of times, it gets taxed again. It gets taxed on the way in, taxed on the way out, and taxed on the way back. So let's talk about it. This is from a hundred. Well, this, this is referencing 126 years ago. And some of these that they're not from 126 years ago. It's just, it's a meme. So, okay, whatever. If you want to fact check everything, whatever. Um, but it, it roughly 126 years. If you just like stab at 126 years ago, most of these are correct. 126 years ago, you didn't have to ask permission from the government to collect rainwater, go fishing, own property, start a business, build a home, get married, hunt, own a weapon, cut hair, sell a product protest talk about that one deeper sell food you could do virtually nothing without being extorted by the government or obtaining their permission first if you still think you're free you're deluding yourself you are just a free-range human living on a tax farm the 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 accuracy of this thing is intense okay Move this over here so that my light comes back to my face. There we go. Think about this. Do you have to get the government's permission to collect rainwater? Rainwater. Ladies and gentlemen, if you collect rainwater falling from the sky and you don't have the permit or license to do so, that the government's going to get you. Collecting fucking rainwater. Going fishing. Now, my brother-in-law actually kind of put it in in a good perspective. Going fishing. They want to know who's fishing and how much they're catching. They have to follow these certain rules because if they don't, people will just fish these places completely dry of fish. And that will actually cause way more problems in, in the environment than, you know, feeding humans. I get you. I get you. But there's a difference between that and collecting money on it. And that's what this whole tax stamp bullshit is. Information? Sure. You want to like if if you want to know who has a silencer. Okay. Well, if I go buy a silencer from the store, from the gun shop, 
and you want my information to say that I bought a silencer, I fucking hate you. But if you want to do it from a uh, a standpoint, first of all, silencer is a bad thing. Let's not say silencer because that's if you want to know who bought a go fuck yourself. Uh, let's talk about uh, what else? Okay, short barreled rifle. No, that one's also stupid. I'm trying to think of an NFA one that that I actually kind of agree with. Okay, how about how about automatic weapons? Okay, um, automatic weapons. I don't. I don't necessarily agree because 9.999 out of 10 people don't know how to actually utilize an, an automatic weapon. They'd be incredibly inaccurate and they'd run out of uh, ammunition long before whatever they were trying to do was complete or successful. And then they were killed by people that were on the other side. There's a whole lot of reasons, but let's just talk about it. And in general, NFA one that we've been around for a long time, it's older than me. Uh, the the control or the the restriction of owning automatic weapons. Okay, you can own an automatic weapon, but you have to get what's known as a tax stamp. Think about that. Think about just the word tax stamp. Means you have to pay a tax to get a stamp that says cool. You got to go through your background check and all that stuff. They got to make sure that you're not an radical Islamic terrorist. And then they give you the thing. But you also have to pay money to get a short barrel rifle, to get a, a, a silencer, like I was saying before. Both of those really fucking stupid that you have to go through another step to get a short rifle, which are less accurate than long rifles, but whatever, and a silencer. Bruh. Okay. Anyway, silencers don't make shootings, you know, oh, no one's ever going to hear it happen. Motherfucker, seriously. <laughs> Anywho, um, you just you, you go through that extra step, that same background check that you already went through to get your firearm in the first place. Okay. And then you got to go through it again. But you also have to include $200. Now, multiply that against 2 million people. 2 million people out of 330 million on, you know, in CONUS. Um, or in, sorry, I guess in the U.S., not just CONUS. But um, out of 300 million, 200, 2 million people want to go ahead and do this NFA bullshit. And it charges each one of them 200 that is 400 million dollars to the federal government not to any of the state governments not to your local government it isn't a local tax no it is a free 200 bucks up that way they passed go they collected 200 dollars matter of fact they didn't even pass go they've been sitting on one spot the entire game and everybody else is going by 200 going by you know going around the board and they pass go and they get their 200 dollars, but then they give it right back to the government that's 400 million dollars and that's two million uh nfa things i would i'd have to look it up i don't know but i would say that maybe close to a one year a million or more transactions in the NFA database like that, especially lately, they could be making a half of a billion dollars 
just from NFA items. Bruh. Think about that. Bruh. <laughs> okay. So, stamp to collect rainwater. Fishing. License for fishing. Owning a property. Sweet baby Jesus. You got to ask the permission. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, something floating around in my face. Um, can own a property. You know how many different things have to go through to get your property? <laughs> a lot. Gonna have a license. Okay, you, uh, just to buy the property, right? You got to go to a licensed business, and you probably have to get a loan. I mean, not not a whole lot of people are just paying cash for their house like cold hard greenbacks. Um, you got to go to a a, 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 a FDIC insured bank to get your loan. There's one. You got to do your licensing thing, or uh, you got to go to a, 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 a you know licensed realtor, licensed with the government, uh, whether local or state or whatever. Okay. Um, you got the title. You got personal property tax. You got a tax on the actual sale of the house. You got uh, all of your like inspections and stuff like that. All those inspections have to be done. Those inspections cost you money. If you're building a house, dear sweet Jesus, good luck to you. Because now you have to get uh, uh, you know, all the inspections done for all the different pieces of the house. Electrical, plumbing, uh, frame, you know, wood. <laughs> you know, they got to come in and look at every step. And you have to schedule that shit. So... You go and you get one group come out like Miss Utility or somebody like that and tell you where all the utilities are and the plot of land that you're building your house so you know where you can dig, right? You have that entity come out and tell you, okay, now you dig. When you're done digging, you have to have them come in and inspect the dig. Then you build the basement, pour concrete or whatever you're doing. And once it's done, you have to get that inspected. And then you build the subfloor and that inspected and then frame frame. You can go all the way up, all the way up top floor to the roof, whatever inspected. And then you go and start installing your infrastructure, like plumbing inspected power inspected. Any additions that you want to do, you want to run some cat six cable, ethernet, internet cable through your walls inspected. All of these things that you do, you have to have a license or a, a, a permit to do them. Permit. Per- think of the word. We're going to permit you to do this, but we have to approve. We have, we have to permit you to do it. You don't get it. You, you, don't, you have to ask us for permission to do those. Are you fucking kidding me? That's just owning a property. Starting a business. Yeah, I went through this. I had to send probably probably in the range of about 20 documents between the state and the federal side to get my business properly set up legally. And I'm not even done. Now I'm, I, I've got a, a thing out to hire people. Now I got to do a bunch of other stuff too to, to hire people. <laughs> right? It just keeps going and going and going. And I'm just never, never an end to it. Okay. 
So now we got, let's see here. Here's one that, that aggravates me to a new level. You have to get permission from the government to get married. They want to say, because now you're going to have uh, the, the capability to, you know, uh, file taxes as a married couple. We need to know that you're, you're not, no, <laughs> it's not just because of that. If you had a, a marriage certificate instead of a marriage license and you went and said, okay, I'm going to file my taxes this year as a married person. Okay. Well, that, that, you know, document or whatever. It says, yeah, we were married. Here's the, the, the you know, marriage certificate that we did, like our, our actual pastor, priest, whoever signed it or, you know, whoever, rabbi, whatever they signed this. This says we're married. I didn't have to get it from the government. I didn't have to spend fucking money. I had to pay when we got our license, our, our marriage license. I had to pay money to the government to marry my wife. What? <laughs> you know how many marriages happen on a daily basis in just our region? The government is making money hand over fist on your right to get married. Hunting, same as fishing to me. You know, they want to know who's hunting in what area and that kind of thing and what you got because they don't want to, you know, kill off an entire species. Like if they didn't have all that stuff, it's it's actually not that difficult to kill a deer. And there may be a lot of deer, but you can hunt deer to extinction. I got you. Okay. It's made it very easy in our time to kill deer or whatever. There's there's you know uh, numerous amounts of animals that are um, you know they're endangered. So you kill one of those, and we find out that it was you. And here's your information on the license that you put in. Okay, you're not asking permission though, or you shouldn't be. Rather, you shouldn't be asking permission from the government to go hunt. Providing your information and following guidelines, sure. But saying that you could be denied to go hunting, eat a bag of dicks. Fuck you. Own a weapon. There we go again. We've already talked about that one with like all the NFA stuff and the background checks that you got to do. You know, even us, you know, uh, uh, gun dudes, gun peoples, we say, okay, the background check we're fine with because. You're right. If you go and search somebody and they find out they've had a history of violent, you know, uh, misdemeanors or violent felonies. First of all, if you are a felon, I don't necessarily agree with it. Violent felonies. Sure. Felon because you stole, uh, 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 you know, something worth more than what is it? $200 and becomes a felony or you grand theft auto. That's a felony. Really? You, you, you stole an iPod. Do they even sell iPods anymore? You saw you stole an iPhone. That's a felony. Okay. Cause it's over $200 worth of material. You sold, I, you, you stole that boom felony. That person that stole an iPhone, they're not allowed to protect themselves. Why? Because you think they're going to step it up and use that gun to now go steal two iPhones. Ooh. So a lot of those I don't agree with. 
But anyway, uh, so you do all the background checks. Okay. You'll find out, you know, this person's been arrested like nine fucking times for beating his wife. And now he wants to come in and buy a gun. Fuck you, dude. Get out of my shop or I'm going to beat your ass or I'm going to plug holes in you because if you reach for my, one of my guns, you're going to get plugged by several humans in this room. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> People steal from gun shops, but they do it at night when nobody's there because they know if they did that during the day, they would not survive. But for maybe 30, 40 seconds. And that's just because, you know, there was a, a little bit of a shootout or whatever. Or maybe they just died from their injuries in that 30 to 45 seconds. And it actually only took about two seconds. But whatever. Own a weapon. Cut hair. You have to ask permission for the government, from the government, to cut someone's hair. I'm not even going to go diving deeper into that. Think about that. You have to ask the government for permission to cut hair, to sell a product, especially a product that's ingested. Now, it isn't a 100% requirement like like the whole FDA thing. Uh, it's better for you to get uh, uh, authenticated. Uh, you know, it's like the FDA, you know, uh, validator or whatever the fucking word is. But it's not 100% necessary. It is 100% necessary to sell through different companies. So if you wanted to put it into the, the refrigerator at Sheets, then yes, it has to be FDA approved because that's their, their you know, their procedure, their requirements. And they're a private company, so they can do that. But the government says that you can't sell this product unless, uh, you know, you, get, you give us money for it. My company is a service company. I don't know the government shit. Like there's no sales tax or anything like that on anything that I sell. My income from the company, yes, that's taxed. Even as an LLC, it's taxed. Got you. But I don't have to charge my customers sales tax because there is no sales tax on services. Can you imagine if there was? How did that even get overlooked? Uh, I'm not going to say anymore because if they, you know, I said bomb earlier, so you know they're listening. So uh, if y'all are listening, fuck off with the don't do taxes on services, eat a bag. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll do that one last. Selling that food or selling that product or whatever, you got to give permission from the government to sell things. You got to get the permission from the government to open a store. So the same thing with owning a property, selling food, separate. You got the all the government permission to own your restaurant, but now you have to get separate permission to sell food and then even separate permission to sell this. I'm holding it for those of you on uh, podcast land. I'm holding up uh, Mike's Harder uh, Blood Orange. Matter of fact, lemonade. That's uh, my drink of choice right now. At the studio. Um. So there's, there's three, even four levels of licenses and permission from the government that you have to get to even open that company and sell food in it. And here's the last one. Uh, well, it's not the last one on the list, but I skipped it because this one, whoo, <laughs> you have to get permission from the government to protest. You have to get, like, if you were to choose uh, a random park, public park, and you want to uh, uh, set up a protest in said park, 
parked right on the side of the road. People will be able to see all your signs and hear your, your, you know, you're yelling and all that stuff, whatever you're protesting for or against. Um, but if you're protesting against something, you have to fill out a permit. That's what it means of the permission you get. They're going to permit you during from this hour to this hour to be in this place with these constraints. So you can't have more than 400 people or, you know, whatever the fire marshal says, um, can't have signs bigger than this. Uh, your name's going to be on it and here's your credit card on file or whatever. So that if you create any damages, we're going to charge you. Uh, the police will be there. The police will know about it and the police will be around, but you're protesting against police. So that's putting fire on, uh, an already lit flame on top of gasoline and all that gasoline's on top of a big pile of wood and underneath the wood is fertilizer. (laughs) You see where I'm going with this? Anyway, uh, you got to get a permit to protest. And now if you go out and protest though, that's what they're, they're arresting you for. That's the base level thing that they can arrest you for. So if you're out there walking in the middle of the street, you know, arm in arm with a bunch of people and you're stopping traffic and stuff like that, you are not permitted to do that, which is how they can do it at the most base and basic of levels is arrest you for protesting without a permit. I'm going to say it one fucking time, one more fucking time. They can arrest you for protesting without a permit. It's the porch factor. We'll be right back. I'm pretty sure the show isn't over. So go get a drink, sit down, shut up and just wait while we pee.
beast will be back you sexy beast with more on 7600 the squawk I can't think of other words to shoehorn in this song. Yeah. All right. Anyway, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'll stop bothering you. The Porsche Factor with me, Ron. Tweet, tweet, tweet. And uh, yeah, and you. So uh, don't forget 441, uh, excuse me, 833-441-2220. That's 833-441-2220. And you can give a call and join the show if you like. 833-441-2220. Episode, what the fuck is this episode? A, uh, fuck. I don't remember. Hang on. I don't remember. Ah! Anyway, it's a lot. (laughs) I do know that. It's uh, 28, episode 28. We got a lot of episodes now. And people are like, oh, 28, that's not a lot. We have a three-hour show. (laughs) It's it's a little lengthy. (laughs) Size queen. Anyway. (laughs) All right, welcome back to the show. We're going to talk about some crazy-ass shit, stuff, and junk. One of the things we're going to talk about is how... They can't seem to stop talking about President Trump. It's two things they can't let go of. They can't let go of Fe- uh, of uh, January 6th. And they can't let go of Donald Trump. Like they still just want to talk about him like all the time. It's like, bruh, like y'all got a hard on like for real, though. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know what I was trying to find? Um, I heard this is the chase. I may have missed it, but I do know they were supposed to be racing at Dover NASCAR this year, and it was supposed to be uh, dirt. Uh, maybe it was this Drydeen four hundred. And their website is broken. Stop being broken. Nobody likes you when you're broken. Uh, let's see. Nope. It says concrete there. So when did they race? And I thought it was, was it Bristol or was it? It might've been Bristol. Oh, fuck. It was Ford city, uh, uh, race and it was dirt and I missed it. Looks like Joey Logano won. Well, congratulations to Mr. Joey Joey Logano for winning the Bristol Motor Speedway dirt this year. Guess when it was? Guess when Ron missed it? Back in February. (laughs) Excuse me, March. In March. The end of March. March 29th. I'm going to have to go watch a, uh, a recap of that because I really actually wanted to watch that this year. And, you know, I fucked around and I guess I found out. <laughs> so whatevs, dog. Anywho, back back to my uh, promo. 
So they can't stop talking about Donald Trump. So one of the scientists on the Wuhan uh, lab leak theory, and the theory, for those of you who don't know, is that the coronavirus, the COVID-19 strain of the coronavirus, uh, they, they, the theory is that it leaked from a uh, Wuhan, China uh, infectious disease labor- laboratory uh, that we work with as a country. Right. Um, (laughs) we didn't admit the truth earlier because it might help Trump. Alina Chan is one of the 18 researchers who signed a letter to science magazine last month, encouraging other scientists to consider the possibility that the coronavirus came from a lab. So since everyone is now talking about that possibility, you might think that she was ahead of the curve. However, Chan She confirmed that the reality of the situation is much worse. The truth is everyone is aware of that possibility, but only conservatives were talking about it because a lot of scientists put politics ahead of science. If you haven't made that connection during this whole thing, bruh, (laughs) you need to like, like the wool is not uh, 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 only on your eyes. It is covering your entire head. And it's like not just regular wool that you might be able to see through a little bit. No, that shit's like all over your shit. Seriously, it's ridiculous. She's saying it isn't saying that the coronavirus definitely leaked from a chain uh, from the lab in China. What she's saying is that more scientists have grown comfortable discussing it publicly. Uh, there's no clear evidence either way, which I'm sure is bullshit. Uh, And while the public discussion on a potential lab leak has shifted significantly in recent months, as more people pay attention to a theory that was originally promulgated from uh, former President Donald Trump and his followers, the scientific evidence has remained unchanged, according to interviews with five uh, five virologists who have experience in microbiology, infectious disease ecology, and viral evolution. Chan said that there had been trepidation among some scientists about publicly discussing the lab leak hypothesis for fear that their words could be misconstrued or used to bolster bolster racist rhetoric about how the coronavirus emerged. Trump fueled accusations that the Wuhan Institute of Virology, a research lab in the same city where the first COVID-19 cases were reported, was connected to the outbreak and on numerous occasions called the pathogen the Wuhan virus or Kung flu. All right. President Trump. That one was a little fucked up, dude. The Wuhan virus. Okay. That's not racist. The virus. It came from Wuhan, China. It's the Wuhan virus. If it came from Colorado, it'd be the Colorado virus. That isn't racist against people from Colorado. Jesus Christ. Uh, At the time, it was scarier to be associated with Trump and to become a tool for racists. So people didn't want to publicly call for an investigation in lab origins. You, You would rather hide the truth. You would rather not look into the possibility of this being a, a thing that was unleashed on the entire planet and killed millions of people or a million people or something like that because you were afraid of Donald Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, if that's the truth, think about that. Think about the power that President Trump had. People were afraid to open their mouths 
because they were afraid of supporting you know something that he said that they were willing to allow people to die because they didn't want to that's power that that right there that's power threatening people in in violence doesn't phase them as you've seen talking about you know oh we're going to take away all your your rights and stuff as we were talking about before the break right that doesn't scare people scare some of us that are like we know where this is going (laughs) but in general it doesn't especially companies companies are going to do whatever they want to do now you got entire legions of people that are afraid to open their mouths because it might be true and if it was true it might help the trumpness and that's scary that they were even considering it being a problem for them frightening that's not the way you need to live i don't give a fuck who's in the in the office if people are too afraid to bring information forward that's a problem whether you're a bumbling moron who is obviously medically unfit <laughs> Or if you're the big orange man who just does it by fear at the highest level, not to the middle level and the lowest level. Neither one of those are the proper way to do it. If you want to be open, accepting, and and for people to be able to uh, uh, provide information at your level because they care and because they know that you're going to see it through in the right way, then you're doing proper. You know, as much as people hated W, President Bush, people came to him with information from across the planet for not in response to 9-11 or otherwise, you know, many other things. They came to him because they knew that his reaction wasn't going to be a knee-jerk reaction, that he was going to go off and do things, and then he was going to use that information for what might be considered the greater good. It might not be. And it depends on where you look on the, you know, in the in the, the the vast portion of this. But you know, that the, there's things about that that even got all fucked up. And this is why the government has been fucked for a century. Nine eleven happens, and one of the worst quotes I think out of the whole nine eleven thing was. Okay, we're pretty sure that these guys came from here, but we can't go in there because, quote unquote, there's not enough targets. (sighs) That's why I'm silent, because it's like you, you said that. Did you did you read the part in the boxes that you're not supposed to read in the script? Because. Yeah, you you done said some shit right there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. No, that's not a good idea, bro. That's not a good look. So they would call President Trump racist because he said Wuhan virus. How is that racist? They are being fooled by the media just like everybody else. Just like I'm sure a lot of people watching this right now. There's people a lot of listening to this later on podcasts. You're having all of that pulled right over your eyes from both sides. 
and it's making you angry and it's making you willing to violently lash out at people on whatever side it's making you you see somebody with a trump sign or something like that on their car you're willing to violently attack that person if you see a uh, a uh, uh, you know a uh, biden flag in somebody's front yard you're willing to violently attack that person that's what they're doing to you and the fact that none of you see this is really really painful to all of us with a brain like uh I, one of the links that i've had during this show uh this this story as a matter of fact came from uh bongino uh, Mr. Bongino on here, he was doing, you know, reports. He's got all these little pieces of information. He's a conservative. He's a Republican. And he has his show. Now, he points out some of the most ridiculous things that only the left does. I mean, this is just like anybody else, uh, you know, on there on the TV and uh, radio podcasts, things like that, that are, uh, you know, card carrying flag flying Republicans or Democrats or whatever they, you know, they, they tailor their things that are written to make sure that it spins it just enough. I always talk about the no spin zone. Yeah. Fuck you. There, <laughs> there is so much spin. It hurts. And if you aren't able to see the spin, then you are the person with the problem. You're the target audience. If somebody says, uh, okay, um, president Biden did this. And while they're right, it like the, the context of it is just a little bit skewed. And the reason that it's just a little bit skewed, like one little piece of information is left out or the sentence is written in a slightly different way. And for example, and I'll actually take an example from this show today, uh, the report, uh, the, uh, the, 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 you only get your rights through the government thing. Okay, the one that I did, that was from rumble.com. The the title of the the thing was Biden we yield our rights to the government. But I played the video for you and there's not even like a a, a writing below it. There's no, you know, uh, written out excerpt. It's it's just the video on the website. And I played the video for you. You heard what he said. You heard that we he said we yield them to the government. After he said, we have them. So while yes, it is. Like I said, while yes, it is correct. It is skewed just a little bit. The sentences is just a little off from the truth just to piss you off, because if it pisses you off, you will click on it. And everybody, every company that's paid for advertising on that page, yeah, I'm sitting there like trying to do on both sides. And I got, you know, throwing up the horns here. Um, on both sides, all those ads that are on that page, they just got money for them. Cost per view, you know, cost per impression. And then CPC, cost per click. You know, if somebody decides to click on one of those ads because they say, oh, you know, this thing happened or this is available. So. It's done on both sides. CNN does it. Fox News does it. Dan Bongino does it. Rush Limbaugh has been famous for it. They do it 
not to give you a different view. They are doing it just to piss you off. And if it pisses you off, then you will watch and you'll try to gather all the information that you can. So like this one, I just told you I was reading it from Dan Bongino's page, right? Um, I did look up all of these quotes and this is actually what Alicia Chan said. Uh, the quotes are actually quoted properly. Um, and most of this thing is actually from quotes. It's not, you know, there's no, uh, this is reporting. This is actual journalism <laughs> and instead of an op-ed piece that used to be in like one little section of the, the newspaper. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, there were newspapers, papers delivered to your front door on the daily that you picked up and you read. And that's how you got your news. Um, it was, it's not really an op-ed like there's an op-ed portion of it talking about why don't people trust the media, the expert, blah, 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 all that stuff. It's, 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 that's the op-ed portion. This stuff about it was quotes directly from Alicia Chan. That's news. That's what she said. Those quotes are, 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 are accurate and they are quotable from other sources, even documents that she has written. So I give that one a lot of credit. Don't give very much credit on his page or anything else or things that he says. Uh, they're construed a little bit just to piss you off. President uh, 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 Biden. Listen to all of his conversations, every address that he has done in his campaign during his presidency. Listen to him talk. The scary bit is that he's doing the exact same thing that the news media is doing to piss you off. President Trump did it too. Why do you think he says, come on, man? Like so many times. And every single one of his speeches is more about, we need to do this. I mean, it sounds like he's still doing his, uh, 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 his campaign stuff. Okay. All right. You won. Now go be president. Not continue to campaign. It's already over. I know you're not paying attention. I know you got something going on in the brain and, you know, whatever's going on, whatever. Stop. Go do president stuff now. How long did it take him to go to his first uh, uh, overseas trip? How long did it take him to talk to Putin? How, oh, how long did it take the vice president to go down to the the southern border that she has been squawking about for years. It took her more than a year. Unbelievable. But they're just doing it to piss you off. That's it. That's the only reason they're doing it. If they piss you off, it divides you 50-50 and they make more, they make more money. I mean, you can get really conspiracy theorists about all this, that the, the fine, I'll call it it. Fuck you. Wuhan virus <laughs> came out to kill all the small businesses so that the big corporations that give the government more money and love make more money because all the mom and pop shops are now dead. I mean, we've lost like a million some odd businesses are gone off the face of the planet. Some restaurants that have been around for more than a hundred years, gone. Mom and pop shops, because those areas 
they needed the capabilities to do whatever and they didn't have one of the big shops or the big shops are like 60 miles away and mom and pop was there and they took care of everything and they've been taking care of that that city for 200 fucking years or 150 or whatever this this has been open since 1890 well now it's closed and now everybody that lives in that county or town or whatever they have to travel to one of the big box stores or they have to order it offline off their favorite company amazon and they have to wait for a long time there ain't no prime to this place this place is you know 60 80 100 miles out in the middle of the sticks nowhere and it's you know, there's no oh it'll be there from 5 p.m to 10 p.m that same day or something you know fuck no it's not happening I used to deliver for DHL on routes like that. There wasn't no, oh, it'll be there between 5 and 10 p.m. Fuck you. That shit will be there at some point. <laughs> you know, it, it'll be there at some point during today. I had one customer one time to ask me if I could come up, you know, or like earlier in the day uh, because they were leaving and they need the package. It was supposed to be there that day. They needed it because they were leaving on a vacation or something like that at like one or something like that. So I did the first two cities that I normally do. And then I bolted off my regular route to go to their house to drop that off. And I came back and did it. There was no like guarantees from DHL. There was no guarantees from, I think it was a Dell package. There was no guarantees from Dell when DHL had Dell's uh, contract. There wasn't none of that. I just did it because I was a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? So that ain't going to happen out there. No, especially not in the, the amount of things that people will be carrying out to those places. No, not happening. It's Wuhan virus and it's done a lot of damage, not to people's lives, but to the entire like thought process of humans in general and that that's really really frightening to me and the reason mainly because that it's frightening is that uh think about how it changes people's thought processes okay uh you drive around now okay the, the mask mandate's been lifted at the federal level and most states have pulled it off and stuff like that uh none of the companies you know okay whatever you know you can uh, if you're fully vaccinated, you can come in without a mask. Blah, blah, blah. And there's people that are still, uh, even if they've been fully vaccinated or whatever, their favorite thing on the planet, they're walking around with their masks still on outside with no other humans within a mile of them. And they're still walking around with their mask. Why? Because they've been taught by the government through fear. That is the definition of of terrorism but i totally equate it to what happened if you've ever seen the movie uh equilibrium and i'm going to share you share with you the speech from uh what is known as uh in the movie as what is known as father okay and father is the one who delivered them from all of the problems of of humankind and things like that and basically uh, for those of you who have never seen the movie, this is not going to be a spoiler, thankfully. Um, this is Father's speech about how they've succeeded in what they got rid of. And what they got rid of in this movie 
was all emotion. And they had to get rid of things like TVs, artwork, music, makeup, so many different things they had to get rid of so that it would change the human condition from having any kind of emotion to being emotionless robots just chilling. It's kind of what's happening today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and the the to equate this to what's going on right now is it's really kind of scary, actually. So here's here's father's speech, and then you'll see the the connections, and you'll be like, bruh, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Uh God bless America. Here we go. Libria. I congratulate you. At last, peace reigns in the heart of man. At last, war is but a word whose meaning fades from our understanding. At last, we are Librians, there is a disease in the heart of man. Its symptom is hate. Its symptom is anger. Its symptom is rage. Its symptom is war. The disease is human emotion. But Libria, I congratulate you. For there is a cure for this disease. At the cost of the dizzying highs of human emotion, we have suppressed its abysmal lows. And you, as a society, have embraced this cure. Prosium. Now we are at peace ourselves and humankind is one war is gone hate a memory we are our own conscience now and it is this conscience that guides us to rate ec10 for emotional content all those things that might tempt us to feel again and destroy librians you have one against all odds and your own natures. You have survived! It's a hell of a good movie, by the way, if you've never seen it. Uh, highly recommended. So they, their, their thing is that to get rid of all emotion, they take this thing called prosium, right? And prosium is a, a, a drug that removes emotions. There's, there's a lot of those in real life that remove emotions. But on top of that, they do things like removing artwork, things that happen. 
removing statues. If you haven't watched the news in the last probably a month, even, um, bruh, <laughs> um, there's uh, things that they get they get rid of film. In our environment, they change film. They remove certain things that can make you feel in a certain way. So think about this for a second, though. Movies and some other things, they they make you think. Okay, they they introduce you to certain things like certain events that you didn't know existed. They and they invite you into uh, uh, thinking in a certain way that you've never thought before. They bring you uh, a view on an issue that you've never even considered before. It, lots of different options like that. Not just and 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 nine point again nine point nine 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 out of ten times. It's not celebrating something. It's just remembering it. And just remembering it is the key to grow from something. So take like um, um, something they're trying to get rid of. Oh, <laughs> here's the new one. The new one is they want to get rid of the word cockpit in a plane. They want to get rid of airmen. They want to get rid of the word uh, pilot. They want to get rid of, um, uh, what was the other one up there? But, you know, airmen and, and cockpit are the big ones. They, <laughs> they're like cockpit. Oh, that means a cock. It's a pit for the cock to sit. Bruh. Anyway, we're, we're going to move past the stupid stuff. Um, their their concerns are about uh, like oh airmen you can't do airmen can't talk about airmen because there are airmen and there are air women it's true but it's a term it's not celebrating uh um you know just the men who do whatever it's just a term like are you going to get rid of us calling humans man? We've been calling humans man for the entire length of humans being, you know, existing. It's the son of man or it's the, you know, uh, man has done this. We're going to change the name of that. They already want to change parents. It's not a mother and father anymore. It's birth givers. Okay, if you're a, a homosexual, you know, group, family, whatever, two men, those are our fathers, right? They're not birth givers. That is biologically in fucking possible. Impossible. Mothers 100% it, no matter what they identify as, mothers exist. You are a mother. If you are a female and you had a baby pop out of you, you are a mother, period. You can identify as whatever. I don't give a fuck. 
I'm going to put that on hold because I do have something else I want to talk about with that. But I'm going to go into this other one because this, this, this one, this one coming up. Phenomenal. This one's phenomenal. phenomenal. Does everybody remember the the Gorilla Glue Girl? (laughs) I love this one. You know, there's a lot of frivolous lawsuits on things. And, you know, sometimes it's called frivolous. Sometimes it's, it's, it's repercussions to me for doing something stupid. So like, I always bring it up that like the, um, the lady who spilled coffee now, you know, she sued McDonald's because of the coffee and it burned her or whatever. That one, that one actually has a little bit of, of, of truth. Well, a lot of bit of truth to it. Okay. Uh, the reason I say that is because several things happened in that particular situation, but it wasn't against the company. It was about that particular, uh, McDonald's. Okay. Those folks that worked there screwed up multiple times and a woman paid for it by second and third degree burns to her genitals. Okay. Um, but it's not McDonald's as a company. They were just the biggest target. You know, as a, uh, um, um, what's the word as a, uh, as a franchise, you know, Bob's McDonald's or whatever, you know, the, the person that owns like one or two in the same city. Okay. Sue them. Absolutely. All day. Make them blue in the face. Close those McDonald's. They screwed up. They're responsible for it. The company is not. The franchise is. So you got people that uh, are, are suing the big company for whatever because of something that they did that was stupid. And now there's a huge reaction to it. And now like all their, their documents are changed and things like that. But no, this McDonald's, they had the heater turned way too far up. The, the coffee was like 30 degrees hotter than it was already supposed to be. And that's already hot. And then they didn't put the cap on all the way. And then when they gave it to her, they dropped it on her. And when they dropped it on her, they dropped it in the middle of her lap. And because of the heat, it gave her second and third degree burns on her junk. Or her spot where junk would be. <laughs> Sorry. I don't even know what you're supposed to say now because anything you say is going to get you sued. Whatever. Um, that's one thing. They done fucked up. Okay. All right. I'll give you that one. Suing McDonald's as the major corporation instead of, you know, even though it's a franchise, that's that's where the, the gray area gets in there. But things like, oh, silica gel. Silica gel is put in anything that you buy that, you know, has to ship for a long time or something like that, especially electronic items, foods, you know, certain foods, uh, things like that. Silica gel, it removes uh, uh, water from the air inside of whatever package it is to keep the moisture down to prevent the the device from being damaged during storage, transport, things like that. What's this? Oh, it's silica gel. What's silica gel? Look it up. It's like, oh, it's vir- you know, it's it's dangerous for humans to eat. I shouldn't eat this. I'm smart. Or I'm a dumbass. What's this? It's in my bag of food. It must be food. Boom. And pump it in and then I'm dead. That isn't something to go and sue a company over because you're fucking stupid. 
now there has to be signs on everything and say, do not do this with this thing. Do not put the bag over top of your head. Right. It's dangerous to put the bag over top of your head unless you're trying to commit suicide or something like that, which that's what people use for suicide sometimes and probably more often than not because it kills you. Then I have to put a sign on it that says it kills you. Well, the people that were dying because of it, they know that they were doing it intentionally. So why does there have to be a sign on it that says, don't put your head on that? Uh, don't drink bleach. I'm pretty sure on the bleach bottle behind me in my, uh, uh, in my laundry room, it says, do not drink. Really? You know, the, 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 the medical documents, the MSDS things on those things that say, you know, if this happens, call this person or you can, you know, call Mr. Yuck or whatever. You can call these numbers and say, oh, my God, I just drank this. What can I do to save my own fucking life? OK, have those directions written on something, but do not eat because can cause death. Are you fucking serious? And the only reason that those labels are on things like uh, I'm sure there's a power cable or something around even right near me right now that says, you know, do not touch this when it's hot or something that has to be on there because someone did something stupid and it got them hurt or killed. And now there has to be a sign on it to prevent that from happening to other people. Uh, if it killed one person because they were a fucking dumbass don't put uh don't spend millions of dollars having to come out with this other label or this other thing that has to go on it to prevent people from also being stupid how about just tell everybody that it happened there you go problem fixed so now gorilla glue probably has to write things like do not put on head you know even though on the bottle and i checked after i saw this this happened back what in early february I even checked on it and it says, you know, if contact with the skin or something like that, it's glue. I don't give a fuck if it's Gorilla Glue or Elmer's glue. Stick glue. I, I hot glue from a hot glue gun, which is really fucking hot, by the way. I don't know and I don't care. Whatever glue it is, it's fucking glue. It says it right on it. It says gorilla glue, glue. <sighs> How can you possibly say I deserve something from other people because I was a fucking dumbass? Like, the cinnamon challenge. Let's talk about the cinnamon challenge. Remember the cinnamon challenge? The cinnamon challenge was like a big cut, big spoon of cinnamon. And if you could eat it without coughing your face off or whatever, you know, you were the greatest thing since sliced bread on Twitter and Instagram. And, and, and uh, what was it back then? Uh, I forget what it was even called. Uh, anyway, you know, on all those video sites, YouTube videos and stuff like that. Okay. You were the greatest thing ever because you were able to eat a, a spoonful of cinnamon. But the problem is with cinnamon is it has an adverse reaction on your windpipe as a substance. Like that's just 
normal human response to eating a bunch of cinnamon, especially in powdered form. And it has killed people because there was a challenge. Do this stupid thing. Think about this. If at the end of every uh, Jackass TV show, you remember Jackass, you know, Johnny Knoxville and all those guys on MTV long ago, Jackass. There was a thing that said, don't fucking do this, you idiots. You know, it wasn't a these are trained professionals. No, it was just a don't fucking do this. And people still did stupid stuff and they got injured or killed because of it. That had nothing to do with the show. The show flat out said, don't fucking do this. We're idiots. Perfectly fine for me. Then you hear stories about those people and something that happened to them. And you're like, whoa, those guys are dumb as shit. But they needed a warning to say, don't do this dumb. Don't jump in a, in a, uh, uh, um, a cart, you know, a shopping cart and go flying down the road at 20 miles an hour because then when the shopping cart loses its, you know, its structural integrity or its control, you're going to go face first into the concrete or asphalt and it's going to hurt or could potentially even fucking kill you. Hey, hey. you need a warning, but did the guys of that show make everything that they did a challenge no because they're not fucking dumbasses they're not going to say oh well we're going to do, do this crazy thing where you're riding a, a, a big tire down a hill by sitting inside of the tire right because if you do that it's a very high likelihood that you could be severely injured and there's also a pretty good chance that you could be killed doing it or you could hurt somebody else you go rolling across a road cause a major accident fall off a hill die land on the highway cause a a, a 50 car pile up three three people died and you know a baby and you know come on there's a lot of things that can happen that's really bad they didn't say all right we challenge you to do this but then you went ahead and did it on the social media sites All right, so I, I take a very uh, different look to kind of, to things like this, and my different look to things like this is remove all the labels. Fuck it. It just kind of thins out the herd. <laughs> to be honest with you, I mean that's a hard it's a hard way to say it, I guess. But I mean, if you come on, man, <laughs> as President Biden would say, come on, man. <laughs> just take off the labels for everybody will it, it'll just it'll work itself out the situation will work itself out so the woman known as now this is where it gets kind of fucky okay remember this happened back at the beginning of february this year the woman known as the gorilla glue girl has launched her own hair care line. This woman from Louisiana, Louisiana, who went viral after mis not mistakenly intentionally using Gorilla Glue in place of hairspray has launched her own hair care line. Miss Tessica Brown, famously known as the Gorilla Glue Girl, introduced forever. 
Oh my god. It's called <laughs> It's called No, no it's not. Stop. Come on now. It's called Forever Hair. Launched it on Wednesday. She says that the line of products are all ma- are made up of all natural ingredients that helped her hair grow back. Hopefully one of those ingredients is not Gorilla Glue. <laughs> I launched these products to help not only myself, but other people like me that needed help growing their hair. My dear, there ain't nobody like you. <laughs> those products are, are certified to help people that done had their hair taken off by glue. Ain't nobody else got that problem, love. <laughs> she goes, I'm so excited about this launch because these products were doing so well for me. I couldn't wait to help uh, for them to help other people. In February, she sought medical treatment and even had four-hour surgery after many attempts to remove the industrial strength glue from her hair. Um, it had been stuck in the same style for a month since she mistakenly, again, not mistakenly, intentionally sub- substituted her usual got to be glued hairspray oh jesus christ got to be glued hairspray with gorilla glue that got to be glued is a product name and it's not glue okay jesus her hair became an in- an impenetrable helmet uh, i highly doubt that uh, and her, as her social media videos about the incident racked up millions of views, people became obsessed with her predicament. Uh, according to Gorilla Glue's website, the glue, which is 100% waterproof and usually used for fixing bathroom tiles, wood flooring, and decking, can be removed with acetone and uh, or isopropyl alcohol. But nothing worked. No matter how many times she washed slathering shampoos and oils over and over again, the glue wouldn't budge. Uh, according to the doctor who did the surgery to move the glue, he used medical grade adhesive remover, aloe vera, olive oil, and even acetone, which they had already said acetone. Anyway, despite all the efforts to salvage much of her hair as possible, most of it had to be cut off. That's when she said that she began searching for a natural way to grow her hair and ultimately collaborated with industry professionals to, to develop a growth stimulating oil. Her management team declined to name their business partners. Of course they did because I'll talk about because here in a second. Uh, Among the products ingredients are pure avocado oil, black castor and rosemary. Using the oil, Brown said she regrew three inches of her hair in just two months. Um, She she described the oil as a lifesaver. It didn't save your life, but whatever. Anyway, um, so let's go back to that section where I said uh, uh, she worked with industry professionals to develop the growth hair growth stimulating oil. And then her management team, by the way, declined to name their business partners, plural. And it went from this happening to her in February, them not really probably talking about it until March sometime, maybe to release you know, approval, like we were talking about before the government approval on everything, right? Government approval on everything done in June. Bullshit. Bullshit. I will say it again. Bullshit. And the reason I say bullshit is because that takes months upon months, maybe even more than a year 
maybe even two years to go from idea to development to usage to testing to verification then you got to go through the whole uh, marketing play, you know, uh, point, you know, getting uh, different companies to do the packaging and the, you know, the servicing, shipping, and what what person are you going to use? Are you going to sell it on Amazon? Okay, you got to work with Amazon to get that all set up. That takes a while. You're telling me that in four months, wait, March, April, May, June, July, uh, four, yeah, four months, almost five months, in four months. You went from, oh my God, this happened to multiple business partners and a management team and release of a product. Fuck you. Bullshit. This was on the books for forever. And this was a publicity stunt. She was willing to lose her hair and look like a victim to sell her shit. People have done crazier things. It happens. But I can tell you, because I'm a business owner, I know how long it takes to do certain things, and I didn't even make a product. I have a service. It still took me two months just to get the information done from the federal and from the Virginia state side. It took me two months. And now there's some things that I have to do that have already taken me already to this point, two months to get set up to hire people. Four months just to have the company set up to maybe, you know, to even put it out there on the net to say I'm hiring or in, you know, a local publication or something to say I'm hiring. And you're telling me that these folks went from uh, trials and, you know, and, and testing and stuff like that. And she came up with something and they all came with something. And then all of a sudden they got it verified through all the things. They got all of the, the uh, uh, marketing and, and, Sales information, everything's it's ready to launch right now. It's already launched. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> Seriously. <sighs> wool. Pulling that wool right over the eyes on a daily basis. It's the way they do it. It's the way they rock it. It's really funny to watch it happen. To be honest with you, it's really funny to watch it happen. Cause you just kind of like, okay. Um, I don't, I don't understand how this is not like, like you could see right through it to everyone on the planet. I don't, I don't quite understand that. It's, it's very concerning. Actually. It's very concerning. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's how that got weird. <laughs> so the gorilla lady has uh, the gorilla glue lady. Sorry, not gorilla lady. <laughs> Fucked up. Uh, the gorilla glue lady. Yeah, she had some crazy ass shit happen. Uh, kind of points though that it shows that it's it's the the truth. Uh, how they can do certain things, uh, um, and and that can be looked through as long as you give it a spin, and that ties in with what I was saying before. You can get, uh, you can throw a spin on something, right? If you throw a spin on something, then that takes over the actual, how do I say this? It, it takes over the actual thing that's happening. Like, okay, let's say this. 
trying to think of a way to say this. Okay. Uh, oh, all right. How about this? Uh, it just happened that that uh, apartment building that collapsed in uh, in Miami, right? Well, what what's the very first thing that people do when they uh, when something like that happens? Okay, uh, as soon as they find out that it happens, they immediately start trying to figure out who to blame. Nine eleven. Who was there to blame? The uh, uh, Oklahoma City building. Who was to blame? Those make sense. Plane crashes, not how, you know, is, is anybody alive? Is everybody okay? Is some, you know, whatever. Uh, what happened? Not who's to blame. It's immediately who's to blame. Take uh, uh, Captain Sully Sellenberger. Crashes his plane. No, excuse me. Water landings his, his Airbus in the middle of the Hudson, frozen ass Hudson River. And everyone survived and no one was seriously injured. And they immediately started trying to figure out how he, how he, or, or his, uh, his first officer fucked up. They were willing to throw him under the bridge or excuse me, under the bus and then roll the bus off the bridge under the bridge and crash the bus. They're willing to do all of that because they wanted to know who was to blame. They ran into fucking birds. You want to blame somebody? Blame God. <laughs> he created birds. It was God's fault. It was legitimately at that level. If you believe in a creator, it was that, that creator's problem because they created birds. That You'll find a lot on that show, on this show that we do that. Just make sure you that linger you, longer. Ed. Make sure you linger longer because it, when we talk about some things, it's we talk about it because it has broken our brains. It makes such little sense that it breaks your brain. Like you stop, your brain stops functioning for a second. You're like, I don't know what to do because that one hurts. That one hurts a lot. I don't know how to respond to this <laughs> and i've done that where i'm just kind of like no i don't know i ow <laughs> it's it's frightening so again i don't know where i was going with that other one where i was like oh yeah i'll come back to that you know i'll listen to the show when i do the edits and stuff later well i don't edit a lot and you'll see that it's still three hours long. Um, I should have written it down because now I don't remember where I was going to go back to. <laughs> and it's not on my show prep sheet. I actually got to everything on my. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. There's one more. <laughs> I was going to go back to something else with the last few minutes of the show, but uh, I couldn't. There is one more thing on there, but I had to like find other information about it. all I have is the, the map to it. Oh, oh there it is. This came from the BBC. Uh, we're going to go through a whole, I need brain. I need drew for this one talking about the, this uh, dystopian lake filled with the world's tech lust in, uh, I think it's in China. It's in, where's that? Where's the dad? 
uh yeah in in mongolia in mongolia china uh yeah we'll talk about it next week because it's it's kind of crazy all right fine then we're just gonna go ahead and and chop it off uh for the rest of the night because yeah jesus dude i i just i don't even know man oh hell yeah oh that's why because i was on the wrong (laughs) i need a board up if you want to um internship at a radio show give us a call (laughs) oh man thank y'all for listening to the show i appreciate you hopefully i'll actually have my co-host back next week because i really need to i really need to figure out some of these things like i in my head hurts i gotta listen to the that part of the show so i remember what it is and i'll put it into the show prep that'll probably be good because i do know it was a higher level thing and I want to provide it to uh, to my co-hosts to talk about because it's 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 one of those ones that needs to have a little bit more conversation. You know what I'm saying? So sorry how many times I said, uh, "Come on, man," channeling my inner Biden. But now you understand why what we talk about on this show is things where we come up and we're just like. Now I'll say this in our old show, like back in the day when we were on real terrestrial radio, right? We talked about one of the shows we were talking about. Oh, what was it? Uh, it was the, uh, the hybrid cars. I think it was the Prius or something like that, where they had a, a rash of Prius, um, that were getting their, their accelerators stuck and they were just, you know, doing hundred miles an hour down the road and the person couldn't stop and they were calling 911 and they were on the phone with 911 all the way until they died. Right. Well, and we were on a shock jock radio show. So we, you know, we did it and we poked fun at it and it was, you know, inappropriate. It was really funny, but it was, inappropriate. <laughs> but that's what we were talking about. Those were the, the things of stupidity that either a company or somebody was doing. Uh, and I haven't even done a, a, a Florida man conversation in a while, but that's what we did that's that's where it it stayed that was where the the stupidity was we weren't talking about it in a government space where the entire government and we're talking about how we're losing our freedom that, that, that it's just something we weren't talking about back then that's where our, our our world was back then versus now now when we talk about the things that are broken and that's what's good for us on the show the things that are broken are our world, our country, our species. <laughs> it's kind of frightening. All right. Thank you all for listening to the Porch Factor on 7600, the Squawk. Don't forget, you can call us on the air break uh, for 833-441-2220. That's 833-441-2220. And you can leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Uh, don't forget to check us out every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, and uh, follow along and do all that stuff. Go on the socials and all that jazz. It's 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 fun. 7600 The Squawk at 7600thesquawk.com, and we will chat with all y'all bitches later. Thank y'all for joining. We'll see y'all. Peace. I will show you.